0: Good morning Evoke fam, this is Brendan with Evoke Bike and I am reflecting on an upcoming podcast that I'll be posting hopefully next week with James Walsh from Colorado who is an endurance beast, um, he's he's a man of the people though, it was actually very funny when I reached out to him to do this podcast because he has a huge background in endurance sports, everything from ultra running to Xterra to cyclocross to now mostly gravel and mountain biking. Um, He was like, well, like, who am I? I don't know if people are going to want to listen (laughs) to me. It's like, dude, you're a relatable guy that's getting top 20 results at some of the biggest gravel races in the world. Yes, dude, you will drop some L's on the people and we need to do this. And one thing, I'm sitting outside here eating some oatmeal and uh, looking at some clouds and I was thinking about a comment that he made where he doesn't really have, he, he tries not to put pressure on himself at races and through racing for so long. He's like, you know, it's just gotten to the point where I go to a race to have fun. And my response to him was, man, I wish I had that mindset right now because I'm still going to try to win or to get a result and then it really made me think it made me think of actually gravel worlds um in 2019 when I came in fifth I was super disappointed to get dropped at mile one well we lost um John Borselman and Eric Marcotte at 130 and that was a tactical error and I was super bummed that I just I missed that I I messed up um, and then I got dropped by Tristan Yule and uh, Matt Stevens, and I came in fifth and initially, I was just like, oh man, I was definitely I was super happy. i was I was like, okay, fifth, top five, pretty damn good result. I came here to win, so I was disappointed in that. but i didn't I, you know I, I even if I came in last, like even when I really got dropped the year before you know, I went away with a positive experience. And so I was thinking about how did I go into that race to get fifth. And I remember talking to Wally and we were like, well, this is just like a mega bike ride. And hopefully we ride it the fastest. If we don't, at least we'll do a 170 mile day because we rode to the race and then rode back to our hotel afterwards. And have." I really wasn't going for a result so it's kind of funny like my initial mindset while I was doing the podcast was no I'm definitely going for it but then as I kind of reflected more and I started thinking more about like what I tell all of my athletes when we're getting as race season is kicking off especially newer racers where it's like okay don't count upgrade points yet don't be worried about how many points you need to get in this race before you go to that race and that's not as common anymore but Back in the day for all the OG Cat Ones, when you had only 12 months to get your points, it was a rolling 12-month window. This no longer exists in USA Cycling, which I don't necessarily think is the best thing. But you had to perform within 12 months to get that upgrade. And it put extra pressure on the racer to show up and... Figure out, okay, if there's 50 people in this race, there's like a, there's 10 points on the line for this one. I got to get the W. And when I did that and I worried about it, I never got a result. I'd get ninth, 11th, 13th, whatever. When I went to a harder race and didn't expect any result and I just raced my face off, I would get an amazing result. And that's when it kind of clicked to me of like, okay, maybe I need to like just show up control what I can control and go race. But I think the other aspect is actually for my type of personality to tell myself, Oh, hey, man, don't forget to have fun, right? Like this is you're doing this to have fun. So I think we can get caught up in we want to get the result for ourselves, we want to get the results so that it looks good for the people that we ride with, we want to get, you know, our club to be proud of us, we want to do well for our teammates, we put all this pressure on ourselves. Whereas I think, really remind yourself and it sounds silly now even as I record this and maybe even as you listen it's like dude this is kind of hokey but remind yourself hey I'm gonna go have fun this weekend and I talked to an athlete actually very recently who is super passionate about racing and we were talking about how the race location was like just not in the most fun area you know it's a road race out in the middle of nowhere and it's like we'll try to make try to have some fun along the way or try to make it more of a weekend thing as opposed to just the bike race. I think it adds some extra color to your experience. I think it makes, you know, we, Patrick and I will try to like stop at like a random cool restaurant or like, okay, what cool coffee place can we find on the way? Um, so James, that was a really, that was a pearl in itself. And that what I made you list off some gravel specific pearls, but I think I'm going to steal that as another one because I, I gave a couple. So I'm going to put that in my account, even though you uh, you brought it to light. So thank you for that. Keep your eye out for this one next week. James Walsh from Colorado. It's really good. We actually both were texting after I, I stopped it after about an hour and 15 minutes. And he was like, dude, there were so many questions I wanted to ask you that I didn't get to. And I was like, I would have talked to you for another hour so. We might have to have him on again. And the one thing that I will say is um, I think one of the, I don't know if it's a compliment, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment that it, athlete gave me he's like hey I think you resonate well with people sometimes because you're not this endurance freak that's just like a world tour pro you kind of lay out and you're very vocal on social media as to what you do to try to race with those types of people and that's why I think if you see a podcast come up that you don't know the person that might be even more of a reason to listen to it because he is he's working he's a father he's smashing big races He has a ton of experience and he's doing it how all of us are doing it. We're all amateurs. Most of us are amateurs doing this thing. So... I think it really lends to having more pearls and tips that are even more applicable to your own training and racing, which at the end of the day is why we're trying to put all this stuff out so you can grab little bits and pieces. It doesn't help as much if we're talking to a pro tour cyclist that only does things that like a true pro can do. Um, because of scheduling or availability to different products or services or whatnot. So look forward to that one. Hit me up with questions. And, you know, I usually try and drop their social handles and, um, you know, ways to contact them. It would be super cool if you find an episode beneficial to you, shoot them a text just like, hey, I heard you on the Evoke Bike thing. That was really awesome. Thank you. Um, I don't pay these people yet. They're taking their time. I really reach out to them and say, hey, will you share your process and your experience? And we are so, I'm so grateful. And I don't want to say lucky. We are so fortunate to have people to take an hour and a half of their day to come and do this so we can learn from them. So I know it would mean a lot to them if you just reached out and were like, yo, that was awesome, thank you. It goes, a thank you goes a really long way. I know you know that, but I think we can all use a little reminder to uh, pick up the phone, type in his name on Instagram and be like, yo dude, much love. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you have a great day. I know you will. I'll talk to you soon. See ya.